This is Medrash Tanchuma, Parshas Mishpatim, entitled, Finding God in the Palaces of Tyrants. And I hope to prove this with several examples that the Medrash brings. First of all, the Medrash says outright that the world is about power, and power corrupts absolutely, and people who are in power are above the law and trample on the law. And it gives an interesting example from Unculus. You have heard of Unculus. He translates the Bible into Aramaic. He actually was the nephew of the powerful Hadrian from the Roman Empire. And he wanted, he was interested in Judaism, but he was a little bit fearful how his uncle would react. So he went to his uncle and he said, you know, I want to go into business. Can you tell me what, what I should, you know, trade in? And his uncle said, buy low, sell high. Find something that the world thinks is worthless, acquire it, and when the time is right, sell it. You'll make a killing. Upon hearing that, Unclus went to Jerusalem, studied Torah, and converted. His uncle found out about it and called him in and said, what did you do? And he said, I was just listening to what you said. I found that I think Torah is of ultimate value. The world doesn't know it yet, but they will. So I just follow your advice. The interesting part of the story is that the advisor to Hadrian, hearing this, said, we should put this man to death. That's the Roman law. The only problem is that advisor didn't know the Bedrash because he didn't realize that anyone in power and his friends and family are above the law. So Adrian, Adrian defended Unculus and said, I think that from the time he was in his mother's womb, he probably wanted to convert to Judaism. Nothing we could have done about it. And of course, hearing that this advisor hearing that he was on the wrong side of the law and he made a political blunder, took his own life. The next piece I want to share is what I'd call the... Uh, you know, a recipe for harmony in the world. The Medrash says something astounding. He says, you know, what really ruins everything and why people uh, brutalize each other, it's all because no one can accept criticism from each other. If people could put aside their ego and accept criticism, you wouldn't have civilizations that brutalize and dominate and then collapse. And you wouldn't even have corporations that collapse because you could go to your boss or you could go to a dictator and say, that's a bad idea. That's unworkable. That's going to cause grief and harm to many, many people. But that isn't the way it is. And the Medrash said it's too bad because it would have brought, brought peace and harmony and beauty to the world. Almost, you know, almost like... Uh, you know, the perfect, the perfect world. Next piece I want to share is uh, something that the, the Medrash says that if you have, um, in the rule of law, there's, some, there's justice and there is shalom, peace. And the two can't coincide. Because think of it, if you go to, if you're taken to court, both sides think they're right. If the judge comes down on one side and one litigant, the other one thinks he was wronged and the judge was wrong. So there's no peace between the two litigants, but you got justice. But let's say you made a compromise 
then you would have peace between the two litigants. But you would, really would not have justice, strict justice. But God is willing to give up justice for peace. And God says, try to find a compromise. Another piece I want to share with you is the idea that socialism was discussed thousands of years before you thought it was. King David went to God and said, shouldn't the world be all rich or all poor? Wouldn't that be perfect? And God said, no, there's only one thing wrong with that scenario. People wouldn't have to help each other. That's what I want. I want people to help each other. You know, uh, at the end of Ecclesiastes, the end of Kohelet, uh, King Solomon sums up our duties in the world, you know, to fear God and to follow the commandments. Here's another summary. This summary says, God wants loving kindness between people. And that's the perfect world, not the world that no one has to do anything for anybody. Everybody's rich or everybody's poor. So my premise now, I'll get back and admit that you may not like it and it might not be supported, is that it is a source of potential belief in God or strengthen a belief in God if you look at this amazing fact that an all-powerful God, counterintuitive to what we know about what power does, an all-powerful God is all-merciful. Do we take that for granted? Of course we do, because maybe we learned as a kid and we never re-examined it with a, an adult lens. But I think that there's something very powerful and counterintuitive about that. And I would like to submit that that's something that we could look at and draw inspiration from. Have a great Shabbos, guys. I look forward to responses and reactions.